You're now listening to the A Place of Refuge Productive Living Podcast with Bishop Barry D. Walker. A Place of Refuge vision is to cause people to be productive in every aspect of life according to God's Word. For more information, please stop by our website at www.aplaceofrefugechurch.org. Now, here's today's message already in progress. Undoubtedly, a key word in the verse is thoughts. The root meaning of thoughts is thinking. What's going on in a person's mind? And when you think about certain things that are taking place in a person's mind, considering humans, we have opinions about things in our mind. Opinions about people in our minds. You you have an opinion about what somebody is wearing. What somebody said. And and opinions can be diverse because some folks, you know, I I really like uh, those such and such that she was wearing. And then somebody else see the same thing. You know, well, I didn't really care that much for you know, you you don't been like that. You you eating the same food, but you, your opinion is different from the person uh, who you're eating with. Ooh, this is so good. Uh, it's all right. <laughs> you know, and even though it, it's concerning your taste buds, your opinion is based upon what's going on in your in your mind. You're letting folks know what you, you think. But also, I'm thinking has to do with our beliefs. What you believe. You, you can be in the same church, hear the same word, but your belief in reference to the word can be different. You know, a word can come forth prophetically saying that, that God is getting ready to do such and such for you. And you, and you have somebody that believe, oh, thank you, Lord, you're going to do it. And then you have somebody else saying, uh, I done heard that before. Yeah. Same church, same word, but different beliefs. Different beliefs, all of, because of what's going on up in the mind. And so that's the reason when when it comes to a person's thoughts, God desires us to think according to to his word. And for good reason, because of what, what I've stated in reference to having different opinions, beliefs, and so forth, but, but even breaking it down further, you, you know, some folk, when it comes to their thoughts, oh, Lord. Some folks have thoughts that you, you can only define them as psychotic. 
you'd be like, she is delusional. And, and they can look at you with a straight face and you'd be like, something going on here. Then some folks' thoughts can be defined as crazy. Just don't make no sense. Pastor don't like me. Why you say he don't like you? Ah, oh, it's just something. I don't know. He just don't like me. That's crazy. That's crazy. It's just something. So you thinking I don't like you because it's just something. That, that's crazy. I do like him. I may not like everything about you, but I like you. You, you understand what I'm saying? And, and some of us like that, you, you like folk because you, you know the Bible tells you to like folk. So you have trained yourself to like folk. But there's certain things about folk you don't like. If I ask you if you like everything about your wife and you said yes, I would tell you in your face you lie. You don't even like everything about God. No, you don't. You don't like everything about God. You don't even like everything about yourself. If God said, hey, I'm going to let you change something about yourself, you would change something. Why? You don't like everything about yourself. I can change anything, God. Ooh, I'm going to change where I work. Matter of fact, I ain't going to work. I'm just going to have $100 million. <laughs> you would change. But then you also have folk that have real thoughts. They are sincere about what they are thinking. And sometimes you, you can be sincere about what you're thinking, but what you're thinking is wrong. You can sincerely believe something, but what you're sincerely believing is just wrong. So whether your, your thoughts are psychotic, crazy, or real... Those three, as well as many more, are not thoughts a child of God should have. Child of God should have divine thoughts. That's the reason Philippians 2 and 5 is, is very clear in reference to the church. Let this mind be in you. That is also in Christ Jesus. How do my mind need to be like the mind of Jesus? I need to study Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John and, and just get a portrait of how Jesus thought. I, I mean, Jesus' opinion would, would just be completely different from his disciples. His beliefs would be in contrast to the norm. And, and that's how our mind should be, as the mind of Christ. And of course, breaking it down, his mind 
was according to the word. He was the walking word. He was the word made flesh according to John 1 and 1. You know John, uh, well, according to John 1 and 14. But John 1, 1 and following says, In the beginning was the word, words with God, and the word was God. Then John 1 and 14 says, and the word became flesh of Jesus. His mind was according to the word. That's how our mind needs to be. And see, it's not automatic. You have to train yourself to believe like the word. To have opinions based upon the word. And folk will talk about you. Can you say anything without saying that Bible? Well, I done trained myself to think like the Bible. And the reason I I train myself to think like the Bible, because if I train myself to think like the Bible, I'm training myself to think like Jesus. And if I'm training myself to think like the Bible and Jesus, I'm training myself to think in reference to how I should live or how my life should be because according to John 14 and 6 Jesus is the way the truth and the life so even when it comes to living every day whether you're on a job or at the house your thoughts should be according to the word You should have the mind of Christ. You shouldn't have twisted thoughts. You shouldn't be to the point to where you're thinking something based upon what you heard only. Or something what you saw, but you only saw a piece of something. We got to get away from that. Because sometimes we can see a little something and start forming opinions. Right? Or sometimes we can experience a little something and start forming beliefs. That's not what what he wants from us. Because how you think determines your destiny. I said how you think ultimately determines determines your destiny see because man man is a three-part being spirit soul and body but it's all one and because it's all one whatever I think persistently will become a part of my makeup. Breaking it down, if, if I get to thinking it all the time, I'm going to start talking it. And that's going to be followed by me doing it. That's the reason I, I have to watch or be careful in reference to what I listen to. You still holding on? I can't hang around everybody. Paul was right when he said, be not deceived, bad company 
corrupts good habits of manners. See, you may, you may think you can be all right hanging with certain folk, but, but not according to the scripture. You can't hang with everybody. It, it will start affecting your mind. You'll start thinking like the folk you hanging with. Followed by you talking like the folks you've been hanging with. Job recognized that. Job said, hey, are you coming in here telling me to curse God and die? Oh, I see. You've been down there with them crazy women. He knew his wife had been hanging with crazy folk. See, because if you hang with the wrong folk, it's going to start a process. And see, it, in, in her, she started thinking, this man just need to curse God and die. Even though she knew he was holy, living right. So she came in the house acting crazy. I got to go on but say to somebody, you can't hang with everybody. Because it'll affect your mind. Don't hang with no crazy church person. When she go to a place, it don't matter. Don't hang with her. There's a whole lot of folk come here, but if they crazy, don't hang with nobody crazy. I don't. I just stick to my family. You got crazy folk in your family, too. Not my family. Everybody in here got at least one crazy person in their family. You be hoping they don't show up when you got copied. Oh, Lord, please don't let. Please don't let him come over today. <laughs> you might even call. Hey, look, don't come by today. Come, matter of fact, three days. Wait three days before you can come by. But this is an amazing thing. In reference to the text, you have children of God that when they get to going through trials, tribulations, or troubles, they'll start having psychotic or crazy thoughts about God. And that's something. Get, get to going through trials and tribulations and then start having crazy thoughts about the Lord. I, I've, heard, I've heard Saints say, see this right here. And, and, and I just said, listen to me. Pastor, well, maybe God don't want to heal me. And I'd be like, where'd she get this crazy thought from? If children, if, if healing is the children's bread, where would she get this crazy thought from? Well, Pastor, maybe it ain't meant for me to prosper because it seems like everybody are getting their, their blessing, their ship coming in, but maybe it ain't, it ain't for, it, it for me to suffer all my life. See, y'all laugh, but if folk actually think like this and talk like, 
Well, it ain't like ain't nobody prospering but such and such and such and such. And they, they think prosperity is only for, for certain folk. That's their mindset. You be like, well, what, what did God mean in 3 John 2 when he said, beloved, I wish above all things that you prosper. He, he just wanted one person, that to be for one person. John 10, 10, Jesus, I came that you might have life and have more abundance. He was just talking to one person. But, but see, you can get to going through trouble or pain in your body and you can get to feeling a certain way. Even though you are a child of God. And, and some of us, we, we, can be in, we can be in like a three-day trial and turn our back on God. Don't God must not want to do You've been going through it three days. Three. Three days. You done gave up on God in three days. What if he do to you what he did for me, to me? That you go through it for years. And then when you go in the Bible, you had some folk 18 years with the same thing. 30 years, same thing. Israel in bondage, 40 years. In the wilderness, no house. Not even an apartment. If they wanted water, had to, it had to be miraculous. But you have folk that get to going through trials and tribulations and start having evil thoughts about God. I done been praying, Pastor. Ain't nothing happened. Ain't nothing happened that you can see. Or, or it may be to the point to where it, 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 it ain't nothing that's happened that you can't see. You just ain't looking the way you need to look. You're just looking for a particular thing. And if you don't see that particular thing, you think ain't nothing happening. But biblically speaking, when you pray, stuff starts happening immediately. You may not get the full manifestation immediately, but God starts doing things when you pray. Daniel went through things for days, but when the angel finally showed up, he said, the minute you pray, Daniel, we start working on your case. Why does God start working immediately? Well, the Bible says his ears are not too heavy that he cannot hear. He be listening time you say something to him. Time you ask him something. He starts working then. Not the way you want him to work because he ain't on your timetable. He ain't on your time clock. It's a divine thing. 
God said, well, I'm already, I'm just going to not let anything happen right now, but I ain't going to manifest her blessing until 15 days from now. But I ain't going to let demons of the devil do nothing but such and such and such and such. And I'm going to see how she going to think while I'm allowing this to happen. And, and it's amazing when it comes to saints of God going through trouble, they will recognize more of what demons of the devil is doing more so than what God is doing. How you doing, sister? Oh, the devil just taking me through it. Woo, pastor, I've been fighting demons. I just, they'll talk more about the devil, more about the demons, more about the wrestling than they will about what God is doing. Why can't it be, oh, pastor, God is giving me strength. God is blessing me even though I hadn't got everything I've been asking for. He's still opening up windows. He's still turning things completely around. He's still manifesting what our eyes have not say oh pastor he moved and often we, we will give the enemy more credit because that's where our mind is that's our mindset and get mad at God I'm going to tell you something uh, Asa King Asa, if you you ever read about his life, King Asa, when he started out as a young king, oh, he he was fully submitted to God. And before he made any kind of move, he would pray and ask God what to do. But then as he became a seasoned king, there was one time he didn't, he didn't ask God for help. But let me just back up for a minute and just tell you something. See, Asa was to the point to where the Ethiopians were getting ready to war against Judah. And see, the Ethiopians had a million folk, million soldiers trained, ready to fight. Judah. Asa at the time was rebuilding, so he didn't have but 400,000 folk to fight against the Ethiopians. And so, so Asa said, Lord, what shall I do? How am I going to feed them? And so when Asa, Asa got to the battle, he found out that the Ethiopians had basically surrounded him. And so he called on his God. He relied on God for his deliverance. And God showed up and showed out. Say to your neighbor, God showed up and showed out. Won't he do it for us? When you believe God, when your mind is on the power that God releases to help his children, God will show up and show out. Now, that was in his younger days. But then when he got older, he went and made an alliance with the king of Syria and then asked God about it. And and so, God said to Asa, 
through a prophet. How in the world are you going to go and make an alliance and you didn't talk to me first? So now you're relying on what you can do now instead of me. And so you would think Asa would have, have repented and said, Lord, I'm sorry. He did. What the Lord did, he allowed his feet to become diseased. And this is, this is so sad. His feet became diseased. And instead of him asking God for his healing, the Bible says he relied on physicians. Or doctors. Put doctors before God. Long story short, he died of the disease. And the Bible is clear. It happened because he did not rely on God. And see, when it comes to saints of God, when their, mind, when their mind is not where it needs to be, you'll get to the point to where you don't ask God for something. He didn't do it on your timetable. So you'll, you'll, get it in, you'll get in the frame of mind to where whenever something else happens, you'll just do what you got to do. Pick up that world and say, well, you know, I just got to do what I got to do. What's son going say? I just got to do what I got to do. But you hear a saint say that? I got to do what I got to do. How many have ever said that? You was wrong and wrong can be too. I got to do what I got to do. You said it and you were wrong when you said it. And if you still saying it, you still wrong. He relied on the physicians instead of God and died with the disease. See, you ask God, and if God tell you to go to the physician, do it. But always put God. Always put God. But see, when, when, when you get to going through trouble or trials, and, and God is not answering you in the way you think he ought to answer you, you'll start forming your own beliefs, your own opinions. And you'll start doing what you feel like you ought to do. That's what some of us are right now. Don't get mad at me, but that's the reason your life is jacked up. Because you're doing things based upon what you feel. You're trusting yourself. And see, the Bible says, cursed. Is the person that trusts in the arm of flesh for his or her deliverance. And, and so Israel was going through it. But, but the Lord wanted the people of God to know that look, what you're thinking about me is not right. And that's where we get Jeremiah 29 and 11. And he, want, he wanted them to know, point blank, that look, I know. Matter of fact, let's read it again so I can work it and we're going to be done. Y'all still mad about what I said? <laughs> Jeremiah 29 and 11. For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, says the Lord. 
thoughts of peace and not of evil. To give you a future and a hope. See, quit saying you know God. You don't know what you don't know God the way you think you know him. God must not want to heal me. Well, God ain't doing that. Why are you gonna say God ain't? Do you know God like that? Well, I don't think God. No, you need to just stop. You don't know him like that. Well, I done pray he ain't said nothing, so I guess I. Your mind, your mind messy. You got a messy mind. Well, you know, I just been waiting past and ain't nothing happened, so I guess I'm just going. No, you, you, you messy. You don't, don't be guessing. No. In all your ways, acknowledge the Lord. And he'll direct your path. Well, he ain't saying that. No, he ain't saying that on your timetable. When he ready to talk, he going to talk. Whether it's directly or indirectly, just quit trying to think for God. And see, that's the reason he had to break it down and say to his children, I know the thoughts I have toward you. And notice how he was just point. Blank or plain, I'm not thinking evil about you. Some folk even afraid to pray certain things because they think God going to cause evil to happen. Some folk just, just look for God to do evil as if he the devil. I'm talking church folk. It's real quiet because I'm telling the truth. And some of you know I'm telling the truth with your pretty... Self, with your three-piece on. My thoughts toward you are not evil. My thoughts toward you are not demonic. I don't want you to die like that. I don't want you to stay broke. You think, I'm, you think I came for you to be broke? I didn't say I came for you to be broke. I said I came that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. But see, Israel was in such shape to where they, they was thinking that, that God wanted bad to happen to them. But see, the truth of the matter, they had messed up themselves. And God couldn't reverse his word. He had told them, you're going to reap what you sow. And so they were reaping it, but they didn't like it. He said, my, my thoughts are not evil toward you. My thoughts toward you are, are good. I'm thinking good about you. I want to be a blessing to you. I got to move on, but just say to somebody, God wants to be a blessing to you. Get out of your mind. He, he, won't, he won't even happen to you. Well, I've been asking him to do such and such for me, but that ain't what, that ain't what he want to do for you. That, that ain't it. 
He knows what you need more than you know what you need. You think you know what you need, but God truly knows what you need. Some things God does not allow you to have because he knows it's going to mess you up. So he's looking out for you. Some of us understand that, that it was a blessing that we didn't get certain things we wanted. I said some of us understand that it was a blessing that we didn't get certain things that we wanted. You ought to clap your hands if you know I'm telling the truth. Then some of us, we got some things that we thought we wanted and been hating we got it ever since. How many of you got some things that you wanted but you hate you got it? You ought to put your hands together. Come on now. I can't clap right now. I'm holding the microphone. He said, look, I want you to understand something. I'm a giver. He said, I want to give you something. That's what God said here in Jeremiah 29 and 11. He let Israel know, I want to give you something. I want to give you something. Because, see, they were in captivity. He didn't want captivity to be their, their future. Look, I don't, want you, I don't want your future to be a future where you're in bondage. Where you're the borrower and not the lender. I don't want your future to be where you're the tail and not the head. I don't want your future like it is right now because you're living beneath And not above. See, that's where they were at the time. And, and, and see, some of us right now, we are in a place that you you looking at that place as if that's where you're going to stay. See, you're looking through your own eyes. You need, you need to understand, God is a giver and he wants to give you a future. Quit thinking the dead end that you're in right now is where you're going to stay. Say to somebody, it might be rough for you right now. But that's not the end of your story. If you are a blood-washed child of God. It's hard, yeah. It may be hard right now. But that's not the end of your story. Quit thinking that that's how it's going to conclude. Well, my daddy was Paul. I didn't meet my grandpa, but they said he was Paul. 
And even when I research and go back to my great, great, great grandpa, he was Paul. Well, the post of stop now. Why? Because God revealed to John, I wish above all things that should prosper and be in health even as your soul does prosper. I don't want you taking all them pills either. I don't want you to the point to where you can barely move. I want you like Caleb, 85, but still walking up hills. 85, but out still building his house. 85 years old, building his first house. Some of y'all ain't getting this. You, you, you don't understand. The Bible says, Malachi 3 and 6, God changes not. Hebrews 13 and 8, he's the same. I done got too old to have now, so I'm just... Who told you that? Who told you that lie? Where is that at in the Bible? Show me. I'll stop the service right now for you to show me. I got a Bible. All you got to do is come over here. Look at this verse. Lord, I got to close it. I got to close. Look at this verse. I know the thoughts that I think toward you, says the Lord. Thoughts of peace and not of evil. I want to give you a future. And what? A hope. I want to give you a future. You think where you are now, Israel, is where I want you to stay? See, you can never get to the point to where you think where you are is where your life concludes. Or where you are is where God wants you to stay. He says, I want you to have a future. Let me show you something. Y'all happy? And make you a little happier. Let's go to Psalm 37. I'm I'm closing, but y'all just stay with me. See, you looking at how your your grandpa was poor and died poor, and your cousin was poor and died poor. You you looking at the wrong folk. You are? I'm going to show you who you need to be looking at. Psalm 37, 37. Mark or look at the blameless man and observe the upright. For the future of that man, help me. He said, you need to mark or look at blameless, upright, which equates just people. The future of that person is peace. 
or a rain, which means that person going to be blessed. Ask your neighbor, how can you be just and not end up blessed? That don't even fit with the scripture. That, that ain't even right according to the word. When you consider this text. Look at what the text says. The future of that person is what? Peace. A rain. Blessings. It doesn't matter where you are right now. You know God is the God of the turnaround. Job went through his horrific season, but did God give him a turnaround? Job was in all kind of trials, all kind of trouble. But look at how his future manifested. His friends just knew he going to die because he done messed up. But then when you hit the 42nd chapter, the Bible say that the Lord turned the captivity of Job. Shout at your neighbor, get ready for a turnaround. Woo! Get ready for a turnaround. Time for you to drop your pity party and get ready for a turnaround. Why? He wants to, back in Jeremiah 29 11, he wants to give. I'm going to give you this. I'm going to give you a turnaround. I'm going to give you a future. Now, if God going to give it to you, who can stop that? The only one can mess up your turnaround is you. The only one. He said, I want to give you a future. And see, he, he knew that they were in despair. Because he also told, I, I want to give you a future and a hope. He knew they were, they were in despair to the point to where they had started basically focusing on what they could see. Some of us are right there. On, on thing, only thing you focus on is your check. I don't know what I'm going to do. Why? Because I ain't going to be able to pay it. How you know it, it, it's due in two weeks? Yeah, but I know in two weeks my check going to be 792 and I need $1,262. And that 792 ain't going to do it. So I see you, you a prophet. You already. Isn't it amazing how, how folk just kill their own blessing with their Proverbs 18 and 21 says death and life are in the power of the tongue and he who loves or uses it shall eat the fruit thereof you better quit 
going by what you say. Who's to say? Who's to say when you leave service, somebody won't, won't do for you what happened to me last week? know what was in the envelope it was it was an envelope with my name on it I just put it in my little bag I open it later and I open it later unexpected blessing but when you say stuff like I ain't gonna be able to do it you closing the door. You closing the door. Why, why not say something like, this is, a God, this is a job for Jesus. Jesus is going to have to make this thing work because I don't have but Shem 92. So, so if I'm going to be able to make the difference, that means he's going to have to do the difference. Oh, good God, but he, he God, he ain't just going to do the difference because he used Paul to tell me he'll do exceedingly abundantly above all that I ask or think. Say to your neighbor, don't you close the door on God. Don't you dare live by what you see if you are a child of God. 2 Corinthians 5 and 7 says we walk by faith and not by sight. You got to start walking by the preached word. You got to start walking by the written word. You got to start walking by the season that God has placed you in. If God said he was going to turn it around that should be your testimony. That should be what comes out of your mouth. You shouldn't be poor mouthed. You should be talking about how God get ready to do what eyes have not seen, what ears have not heard. You should be talking about how God get ready to change things for your better how he getting ready to open up some windows pour you out a blessing you ain't even got room to receive you should be talking when you come to give your offering that God getting ready to give you a loop 6 and 38 good measure press down shaken together and running say to your neighbor God's thoughts about you are true and in hold your claps in his mind I want to give him a future and a hope I want to give him something that's true see man will put before you what the system says God will put before you his promise. When it comes to the system of man, it's limited. But when it comes to the promises of God, all of the promises of God are yes. As your neighbor, do you know what amen means? Amen means so be it. Better translation, let it 
trap. See, when God sends forth a word like this right here, it's followed by his amen. Let it happen. Let it happen. Let it happen. She believe it. Let it happen. She walking in it. Let it happen. She thinking it. She talking it. Let it don't care what you've been thinking time to stop thinking it if it's not in line with the written and revealed will of God because he knows what he's thinking he knows what he's thinking we give God the praise good God Woo! Thank you for listening to the A Place of Refuge Productive Living Podcast with Bishop Barry D. Walker. Please stop by our website for more information on our church at www.aplaceofrefugechurch.org. Until next time, remember, Jesus came that you might have life and have it more abundantly.